0: You gotta help me, Doc! I'm losing my mind! Well, hello, boys and girls. No, no.
1: You start this off normal. Welcome back to no. Scream. No.
0: Pun, pun, oh, pun. <laughs> Welcome I'm
1: back to Scream 101. You're listening to Sergio and Brennan.
0: Yep, I'm Brennan. Hello. Um, This is, uh, you may have noticed, but I just watched some Tales from the Crypt, which I'm yeah. very excited about. Um, we are doing our, this is our third Donation Drive episode. Whoa. It's awesome. We're doing this on the behalf of Ryan Healy, who donated to the ACLU. He is the host of an awesome podcast called Tales from the Static. Um, every episode, he reviews a new episode of an obscure 80s anthology show called Static Screams. It's so obscure that I can find literally no evidence it has ever existed. So he might Ugh. be making it up as he goes along. I really don't know, but it sounds really cool. Um, One of his most recent episodes, he uh, talked about an episode with his son, who I think is five years old or maybe seven. I don't remember the details, but he was adorable, and you all have to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Because his podcast is about anthologies, he decided that instead of making us watch a movie, he would ask us to watch two episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, Cutting Cards, which was season two's third episode in 1990, and The New Arrival, the seventh episode of season four in 1992. So we're going to talk about those. All right, cool. Uh, So they're how many years apart? Two years apart?
1: Two years apart, yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking that I know how to do Mm math.
0: Okay, let's talk about the first one. That's Cutting Cards, starring Lance Henriksen and somebody else. Um, That one's about two gamblers who... Like, the, their lust for gambling keeps increasing to increasingly violent this is a ends. weird episode. It was very strange. Um, as always, we rate things on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. How about we do our first three scores first? Because this is, is going to be brief. Okay. Like, give your scariness, campiness, and effects score. Oh,
1: at the same time?
0: Yeah. And then we'll do quality a little bit later.
1: Okay. Um, so, for cutting cards, I give it a one scariness rating. 4 for campiness and then 2 for effects.
0: Okay, and I gave it a 1 for scariness, a 3 for campiness and a 2 for effects. Okay. Um w- obviously this one wasn't very scary. It was more No. It was more allegorical than spooky. It was one of them Twilight Zone type episodes about human folly. Mhm. Um why did you give it such a high campiness score? Cuz uh, it just
1: they, they seem like they were, okay for the fir- this joke sorry this joke um this episode can kind of be defined in like three separate maybe even four sections like when they're talking getting to know each other or uh-huh. set stat- like they're establishing for us their relationship uh the Russian roulette section the part where they're playing uh, with cutting off the fingers yeah they're playing poker where they're cutting and- cards. And then the last section when they have lost, you know, their limbs.
0: Spoiler alert, they lost their limbs. It was um, That's pretty hilarious. That's and a it good gets end increasingly
1: gag. campier as it moves along. Yes. Uh, I think the most tense and most interesting section is probably the Russian roulette one where I was like, oh, no, who's going to die? Oh, I 100% agree with that. Uh, but otherwise, beyond that, like everything else is kind of just a wash for me.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, the first section felt very student filmy. To Mm -hmm. me, it was just like close shots of two dudes talking and the dialogue wasn't really grabbing me. Mm -hmm. The Russian roulette sequence was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, It's bathed in this like neon pink and blue light.
1: It gave birth to drive.
0: Yes. It's very EC Comics-esque. And actually, um, the guy who was the cinematographer on both the episodes we're talking about is John R. Leonetti, who did The Conjuring, and he directed Annabelle
1: Ooh! Like on
0: the back of being James Wan's cinematographer. Cool. So he's a cool guy. So he's been in the business for a long time, then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the Russian roulette sequence is super great. Like, that's where the very small cast and tight circumstances really work in the favor of actual tension. And you're like, oh, shoot, who's going to die? And Lance Henriksen is so just off his rocker and crazy. And that's a great sequence. And I wish that was the entire episode. mm because then they're cutting off fingers with poker and it's super silly. And then I think it redeems itself because the end of it all is that they end up with no arms because they're both so committed to gambling that they're willing to lose everything. Mm. And that's, you know, it's the Tales from the Crypt, moral of the story, whole thing.
1: I forget that that's what they're about, like moral and
0: like you learn something along the way, yeah, you find Jesus. Morality plays. For me. I'm gonna go with quality now. I gave this one two out of five unlucky Lucky Stars. I liked exactly half of it, so I think that's pretty fair. I gave it three. Really?
1: Why? Only because I gave the new arrival four, and I felt like this one was at least one notch below.
0: Okay, spoilers. But okay, I like,
1: I did I, for <laughs> my tales of the viewing experiences recently. Like just these two episodes by themselves, like this one was just one
0: notch below. Okay. Because you did watch Tales from the Crypt as a kid i think so now i'm not so sure because we found out they're on hbo or yeah so i was like how
1: did i watch it not really having basic not really having like premium cable
0: this show came out before i was born so i don't really know how it happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. but maybe you saw it on reruns on something i don't know i
1: feel like i've seen at least one or two episodes and you know the crypt keeper has always been in the zeitgeist so i know i've seen him around
0: anyway I really enjoy the Cryptkeeper always. I would give both of his segments a 5 out of 5. But this episode wasn't super strong for me. Okay, and the second episode we're talking about is the New Arrival. Um, We already talked about your score, but what's your score for uh, scariness, campiness, and effects?
1: I gave it Two for scariness, three, three, that was a three, for campiness, and a two for effects. Okay. And And you already know my quality
0: score. I do. It was a four. Yes, it was. And I should probably run through the plot real quick. Um, This is one a- (laughs) We are a mess. I know. It's a rough night. But this is a British dude, for some reason, who is a child psychologist who has a radio show. And his basic, his whole method, this is the most hilarious part. His book is called, I think it's called The Arts of Ignoring Your Child. Oh, that was great. Which is hilarious. Yeah, because his whole credo is just ignore your kid and their problems will go away. Mm -hmm. And he's just so full of himself, which is hilarious. Um, but this episode is his radio, his radio show is about to be canceled. So in a last bit attempt at getting ratings, he decides to visit a, one of his frequent callers in person and his frequent caller is Zelda Rubenstein from Poltergeist. And she's great always. And I love her so much. Mm -hmm. And she's so tiny. She's still tiny. She's still tiny. She hasn't
1: grown since we last saw her. No, she
0: hasn't. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so her child is super weird. You don't, you don't. Meet her child at first because she's no, you had a really
1: good theory as the show was progressing or as the episode was moving on. I did
0: because, like, it's very clear there's something wrong with this child. Like, it might be demonically possessed, it might be a ghost, it might be Zelda Rubenstein in a creepy Alice Sweet Alice mask. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: that was my favorite theory.
0: Thank you. I think the setup was really good, payoff not so much because spoilers, it turns out to be like an undead. Corpse child, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. We were given some
1: hints, though, what with General McCarthy being the father. Do you think it was I like a political statement? About McCarthyism? General McCarthy. Was that the Oh, MacArthur. Right? Uh-huh.
0: Okay, sorry. You said something else. Oh, I did I? And I got confused. You said McCarthy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, who is Joseph McCarthy, and I believe not a general, so that's my yeah. bad also. Um, yeah, General George MacArthur was... Her dad, according Uh to Zelda Rubenstein, but I thought she was just being crazy. And I don't know. I thought maybe it was an American Gothic type thing where the kid was like 40. Wasn't her dad
1: Douglas MacArthur?
0: I don't know. I don't know history. This is a horror podcast. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, But anyway, for scariness, I'm going to give it two. Campiness, I'm giving it three. And FX, I'm going to give it two.
1: Oh, you matched up perfectly then. High five.
0: Yeah. Sound effect. High five. (laughs) Why don't we just high-five for real? Okay. I'll put it uh, the microphone up to it. That was pretty cool. All right. Anyway, yeah, Zelda Rubinstein is always invaluable in any horror property, mm-hmm. which is why I liked this one better. And the setup is great. is directed by Peter Medak, who did The Changeling, which was one of our final episodes, or was our final episode when I was sending Shannon off to Seattle of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, campiness... I mean, I love that art of ignoring your child. There's a part where he wants to ring the doorbell with a pencil. I love that
1: scene, mostly because I hate that executive.
0: Yeah, like, well, we'll talk about your thing. But he asks for a pencil to ring the doorbell because his producer lady is like, he's afraid of electricity. And I'm like, what is, this is a weird character trait to have dropped on me like six minutes into an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what happens to the executive, evil executive, who's on tra- Well, the executive is like, I
1: don't give a crap about your fear of electricity. I'm gonna just click on this button here, and then she presses the doorbell, and then she gets shocked. Oh she's, yeah. She's there like ringing for a minute until they manage to like knock her away from the doorbell. Yeah. And then she just like
0: passes out on her porch. Oh, it's pretty cool. She got she got uh, horns, pinkert. Ho- hor- oh, I well. Ah, I just licked my microphone. <laughs> <coughs> she got Horace Pinkered real good mm-hmm. um, and then I
1: love Zelda Rubenstein's reaction when she's open the, when she opens the door and she's like rang the doorbell
0: did ya <laughs> it, was, it was great and she's like I was just tinkering with that I'm a real good tinkerer mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, yes you are Zelda mm-hmm. you go Zelda yeah. all queens <laughs> um, but yeah I actually gave this a 3 out of 5 for quality I really enjoyed this one but I think It meandered a little bit. It turned into a slasher for half a second because the executive and the producer both died. um, And the producer got her head chopped off with like a ceiling fan that got tinkered down to her. And the ending reversal thing where he gets tied up and he finds out that a whole bunch of other psychologists have been through the same thing and he finds all their corpses. It just, I feel like the ending didn't match how it began. Like, I feel like it wasn't a fitting comeuppance for this particular character or like a super exciting reveal for uh, just what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed everything leading up to it. It was a cool episode. It very much was. Yeah. So I'm very happy that Ryan Healy asked us to watch these. I'm always happy to see the Crypt Keeper. He makes me so happy. I actually, I went to book off this weekend. And I found a double-feature DVD of Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood for $5, and I bought it. You did? I did. Congrats. Thank you. I'm very proud. Um. Anyway, yeah, this episode's short, but thank you so much for donating. I mean, these things were short. We usually watch a movie, and this was two, like, 20-minute episodes, so yeah. we kind of could skip through. If anything, we made it longer than it needs to be. Yeah, this is almost <laughs> going to be the length of cutting cards, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we could just, we I could just ch- give a crack at Lance Henriksen's monologue. Do you
1: want to? Go ahead. Yeah, okay,
0: well, you got to think about.
1: Uh, oh, you mean you're going to like imitate it? You're not going to dissect it? No. It I thought you were going to deconstruct it for what it was worth. No. Well, then who would want to hear you do that?
0: Well, I thought you did, but I guess not. That's
1: when I thought you were deconstructing it. I didn't know you were giving me like crap. No, not crap. I can't say okay, that. Okay,
0: fine. Well, this is still part of our donation drive. So if you donate $5 or more to, what's it, what is it this month? The ACLU, the HRC, and the Trevor Project. You can choose a horror movie we review on the show. Um, like, I'm super excited about that, and I hope you do. But also, we're winding down, and we've had a lot of movies to watch. So maybe. Maybe uh, not. No. Yeah, no. No, donate money, and we'll do anything you want. Yeah. I'll watch more Tales from the Crypt for you. If you want to suggest Tales from the Crypt episodes for me to watch, I will do it. <laughs> I'll do that for free. <laughs> he will. Um, it's a good
1: birthday gift.
0: It is. Oh, also, there's a part, one of the one of the psychologist corpses, his name was uh, Dr. Kassir, and that was a reference to John Kassir, who plays the Crypt Keeper.
1: Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I love him so
1: much.
0: Um, is he dead? I don't know. The Crypt Keeper is. Is he really? Oh, you mean like, like real-time I will look it
1: up. I'm not sure. I feel like he's alive. I feel like you sent me crap about him being alive
0: recently. Well, what well, what does that mean? What? I send you stuff about someone being alive. Mm-hmm. He is alive. See, there you go. Uh, He is 59. He's actually a lot younger than yeah. you know he would be. He was briefly married to Julie Benz, who is Darla on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. Oh, okay. I remember her. Well, I guess not briefly. 98 to 2007, that's a while. It's a good 9 years, right? Yeah, it's longer than the show ran. <laughs> Either Buffy or Tales from the Crypt. That's strange. What? I just didn't know I didn't know they knew each other, you know? Small mm-hmm. world.
1: It's amazing like how much like just like the fact that the what was it? The executive producer, the cinematographer on this show wound up being the director of Annabelle like 20 to 30 years later at this point. Yeah, that's crazy. Like you're in the business, like you love your craft and you know it pays off. Like that's inspiring. That's inspiring to us right now, you know? Yeah, it is.
0: I mean, he got to make some cool neon effects in a passable episode of Tales from the Crypt and then he made a pretty and passable movie. Everybody liked Annabelle. It's going to sequel. It comes out this year, doesn't it? I am excited for Annabelle
1: too. All right. See, go Annabelle. Go see Annabelle too, everybody donate to edible Two. show us your ticket stub and i we don't think will, they need the money and we will watch another movie for you
0: more tales from the crypt please yes okay you can contact us on twitter at scream 101 pod on facebook at scream 101 podcast you can find us on itunes subscriber and review us give us five stars uh because we're a cut above the rest <laughs> please stop that well i mean i mean we're ending the episode i say that with
1: Adoration, motivation, jubilation, perspiration. Aliations. I'm not sweating.
0: Okay. You're wearing a sweat shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done.
0: Mic drop. Anyway, Boom. in two weeks we should be closing out our donation drive with Galaxy of Terror. Bum bum ah, bum. Terror. Uh. Anyway, good luck on your journey. See you and then. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. And I'm sorry people had to listen while I was Googling stuff because I don't think I'm going to edit this episode because it's going to be a short episode to begin with. Just
1: edit it. Uh, I think I have to. You have to. That was kind of a mess. Whatever. Hello there. I'm Uncle Pony Boy. Do you like suspense?
0: Don't go in there.
1: Buckets of blood and human excrement?
0: Horrible.
1: Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles?
0: Oh yeah!
1: Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill.
0: Oh
1: You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.